No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Welcome, everybody. This is kind of a cool thing. This is the 100th episode of Club Wealth TV, so uh, amazing. It's kind of hard to believe this was... Uh, a conversation that Michael and I had about three years ago. I don't remember even the day we did our first one, but uh, it's amazing that we've done a hundred of these. And uh, that's a lot of Tuesday mornings for me and uh, for, for some of our other hosts who have been on as well. So thank you for everyone who's participated and uh, let's pat ourselves on the back. Congratulations. Anyway, um, today we're going to talk about goal setting and uh, we've got uh, Misty, uh, Misty Bruton is going to be our co-host, and Donnie and Lisselle Taylor, Donnie Morrow, uh, all coaches this morning, so it's all coaches all the time. Thanks to everybody for being on, and a uh, couple of thoughts. So I'm going to try and start this out, if you guys don't mind. Um, let me just have everybody introduce themselves. So Donnie, I'll start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, and kind of sh share what we're doing. Sure. Uh, Donnie Morrow, Memphis, Tennessee, run a team, 21 agents, uh, a young team, a lot of new agents that have been on less than a year, had a license less than a year, and we'll do right at 300 this year and working on setting big goals for next year. Nice. All right. Let's tell how about you. Hi, I am Lisa L. Taylor. Um, I am just like Donnie. My team is relatively, relatively new. We really were intentional on growing the team in January this year. I'm out of the Washington, D.C. market. I have 10 agents currently on my team. And oh, I forgot to mention, I'm half of a husband and wife team. So <laughs> that's a little Say bit. Hi to Darnell for it. <laughs> hey, Darnell. Hi, <laughs> uh, Darnell. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Misty, how about you? Hey, good morning. I'm Misty Bruton. I am out of Austin and San Antonio. We have a team of about 30 agents. And um, our goal this year, we'll close out at about 250 this year. Our goal next year is 350. Nice. And I'm Brian Curtis. Um, I live in Boulder, Colorado. I have my team in Arkansas. We have about 20 agents on our team. So, you know, goal setting is very relevant at this time of the year. I'll tell you, if you're watching this today and you haven't set goals, you're behind. And yeah. that doesn't mean that you can't catch up. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't say, you should say, screw it and not do it. But you are slightly behind. Because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we're 10 days into 2020. So okay. that's kind of how I think about it. But so what I'd love to talk about for starting before we go into how to set goals and what, you know, what the club wealth process is, I'd like to just hear from everybody, if you don't mind, about some failures. And I know it's like, wow, we're going to start with failures. To me, <laughs> failures really give us the path to where we need to go because mm -hmm. everybody knows that you should set goals. I mean, no one on here is watching going, oh, I never thought about setting goals. So, you know, if you don't mind, somebody kind of chime in. Tell us some of the failures that you have, and then I'll be happy to share some mine as well. So, who's um, got something for us? Can I start? Is that okay, please. guys? Yeah, go please. for it. So, Brian, I kind of want to change the language to failures and take, and I call it taking L's this year. And meaning we took learning. We changed our um, how we talk to learning L's, okay? So, oh, we did a lot of learning this year, especially since <laughs> we have a new team. 
And um, one of the things that we learned is that we definitely have to inspect what you expect from your team members. That was the biggest <laughs> learning challenge for us. So we really were intentional with, you know, sitting down and setting expectations with our team members and what they need to do throughout the year to accomplish the goals that we set at the beginning of the year. So to piggyback off of what Misty said a little bit earlier, our team, um, we're actually finishing off the year at 100 units, just on the money, 100 units. And next year, it looks like our goal is going to be about 180 units. So that's why we were really intentional about, you know, from those L's that we took this past year, with sitting down with each team member and going over numbers and really digging deep into finding out why those are their goals for 2020. So nice. that was our learning <laughs> for this year. All right. Anybody else have anything that they've learned about setting goals that maybe didn't go the way they wanted it to, so they had an opportunity to grow? So I'll just that? share that I think it is so incredibly important to reflect back on where we where we wanted to end up this past year and where we did end up because there is like 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 she just said, there is that learning lesson that we have to realize it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And so yeah. we we actually did our goal setting with our team yesterday. And the very first thing we started with is we reflected backwards, not for negativity, but to really analyze what we could have done better. And so I thinking, not thinking, I was walking my team through this and I really had a lot of just awareness around, wow, all the lessons that I really learned. And I could go, on and on and on about the failures that I've had this year. Learning lessons, we'll go with that. But the truth is, it's important to look backwards and really reflect and then get your mindset in the right place to say, that's okay. It's okay that I didn't, that I'm, that I am where I'm at. That's okay. It's great. I, I've made a lot of progress. Now let's figure out where we're starting from so we can really launch forward and have a basis of where we're starting from. Awesome. Thank you, Missy. That's great. How about you, Donnie? Yeah, um, learned a couple of things this year. I think number one is the bigger your team gets, the harder it is to have all superstars. In our mind, I think we envision, <laughs> no, I've got six ages and they're all selling 40 each. I'm just going to hire six more and I'm going to double production, right? Perfect, but, easy. Yeah, easy, exactly. It doesn't happen that way. And then number two is I can't impose my goals on other people. So awesome. Great I hire everybody again with that. Oh, well, I've got six or I'll do a 40. I'm going to hire six more and they're all going to do 40 as well. Well, that may not be all those new sixes goals. And I have to meet some of those people where they are. So we're actually, I don't know if I'd say we're behind, but we're literally doing one-on-ones with our team right now this week to set those goals for next year and looking at what they've actually averaged per month this year. And then can they realistically increase? Is their average a little bit low because they've only been around for six months, whatever the case may be, so that we can set realistic goals for them. And then if I need to adjust something I'm doing to make that work for both of us, I have the ability to do that. Perfect. Well, that's awesome stuff. Uh, let me share some of the stuff that I've seen both on my own team and with people that I've coached that... Uh, I'm gonna call them failures. I, I love, by the way, thank you so much for challenging my, my language because I'm a big language guy and I walk smack dab into that. So thank you. <laughs> um, but here's some of the things that, that I've seen. So, and, and we're going to talk about smart goals today. So, you know, that'll be within that structure. So I'm kind of kind of reference that indirectly, but you know, some attainable goals, you know, the, the A and smart for in club wealth is, is, is attainable. 
So if it's attainable, one of the things I've seen people do is just come out and say, okay, I did 25 transactions last year. This year, I'm going to do 75. Is that attainable? Probably. But are you set up to do it? Or are you just saying, I'm going to work three times as hard? Because at some point in time, if you're a single agent watching this, or you're a buyer's agent, a listing agent, a team leader, whatever the case may be, at some point in time, you're going to max your capacity out. And I'm not sure where that is for each individual person. You know, for me, it was right around 100 transactions as an individual agent. And let me say that. Let me say this. I never, ever want to do that again because, yeah, it was great. I go, look, I did 100 transactions. I actually didn't make very much money because my average price point sucked, but that's another story. But here's another big thing I've seen. Someone will say, yep, I want to hire 25 people, and that's my goal. I'm like, great. So let's talk about that. We need to make sure that we have steps to get there because if you want to hire 25 people in 2020 and that's your goal, technically, if you hire 25 people on December 30th, you get your goal, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the goal didn't make sense. The goal didn't get you to where you want to go. So that's one of the big things I've seen. The other big thing, and I'm going to piggyback on what Sal said again, is that basically we need to make sure that as we're going through this process, we're checking in with ourselves. So if you look at your goals on, let's say, December 10th, and then the next time that you look at your goals is next December 10th, you haven't, you haven't focused on it. You haven't used them. We haven't, they haven't created any motivation or any um, process for you. So anyway, those are my failures that I've seen <laughs> with myself is, you know, understand who you are and where you want to go. And I don't, I think the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned, but understand that, you know, if you have two people on your team and your goal is to do 500 transactions next year, you got a lot of work to do in between now and the end of the year. So, you know, understand where you're at for starters and then build off of that. And again, I'm not going to tell anyone not to set a goal that's just amazingly high and awesome, but understand who you are, what your structure is. And sometimes I love this. I'm not sure where I've heard it, but I'm stealing it from somebody. Sometimes you got to go slow to go fast. And I really think one of the things we need to focus on on goal setting is that. So anyway, so let's talk about SMART goals. So someone cover what the S is in SMART goals, if you guys don't mind. Somebody just pick it up. Yeah, specific. So it is asking, you know, who, what, where, when, and why. I like Really digging into that. So... Um, and I really did want to piggyback on what you just said, too, because I have become very aware of, you know, I'm an all or nothing girl. I am all in or I am all out. And that does not work in this business. So it's like those New Year's resolutions we make, you know, to go to the gym every year. I've only been going once a month, but I'm really going to start going five days a week on January 1st, fall. Three hours a day. Exactly. And that's false. So we've got to really think about that, you know, and, and let's work our way up. How about we start going two days a week and then we, you know, build off of that and start to build something that's sustainable. But back to your question, specific goals. Here's, here's one of my favorite things about specific. And I, I often do this. I have a penny in my pocket. I've heard thousands of people say this to me. I just want more money. That's my goal. And literally, I could take this penny and hand it to anybody and go, congratulations, you're done. Because one penny is more money than you had a minute ago. But that's not what you want. That's not specific. It does, it's not powerful. It doesn't motivate you. I won, though. So, you know, again, what's the purpose of setting goals is to get us what we want in our life, not just to say, look, I've got an extra penny. So specific for me is very, it's the most important thing to understand because it gives us the ability to create a roadmap, right? If I don't know where I want to go, 
I might get there, but it's just going to be pure dumb luck most of the time. So, uh, but anybody else have thoughts on specific? I think the time frame is the big part that a lot of people miss. Similar to what you were just saying about the money. Oh, I want to sell a hundred transactions in their mind. I think that sounds like a cool number. I'd love to be able to sell a hundred houses a year, but I have no idea when I'm going to get there. I just hope that at some point in my career over the next 30 years, I make it. So I think time frame is huge on this specific. Absolutely. And, and that's the T and SMART goals. And we'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll really hammer that too. But you're, you're 100% right, Donnie, because yeah, 100, 100 houses in a week is a heck of a lot different than 100 houses in 10 years, right? But both are 100 houses. So yeah, having that, having that, that thing is very important. So, you know, step two of the SMART goals is measurable. So what's that? No, I was saying measurable. And measurable. For me- yeah, for me, measurable is the tools that you're actually going to use to achieve that specific goal, you know, to attain success. So for us, the tool that we use, I'm not sure many people are familiar with it, is CTE. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on numbers. I don't know if it's my accounting background. So I actually look at CTE every day to see. And I know it drives my team crazy, but <laughs> I look at CTE every day to see where we are numbers wise. So Um, For me, the M is really important to me because that's how I can track if we're on track or off track for hitting the the specific goals because I want to tie it all together that we initially set. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you can't measure it, how do you tell where you're at? You know, at the end of the day, we can measure transactions. That's relatively simple. We can count the number of deals we did. But Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying there because it's not about just we're going to measure it. We're going to measure it and then adapt. You know, so if the end of January, if you didn't hit where you wanted to be, you need to you need to adapt. You need to make some changes. You need to figure out what you did right, what you did wrong and where where the opportunity lies. And that's, you know, one of the big things that I've seen with my own business, with some of the clients that I've coached, is that we do this part. This part, I think is fun. You know, we go out there and we are dreaming and we're believing and we're excited and then real estate happens. And I think sometimes we forget to go back and we've made a measurable goal, but I think to your point, sometimes we forget to measure it. Now, it doesn't sound like you ever forget to measure it. You're, you're a number <laughs> person and that's awesome. But you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses. So me, even though I'm a numbers guy, I have a tendency to get caught up in all this other stuff. So if anybody else had issues with measurable or-, or, or I'll go a little bit do? deeper on that because I Please. think a lot of times what gets left behind on the measurable is, you know, what are my indicators of progress? And for me, is this bringing joy into my life? Am I miserable? Like, am I on target? And is this really where I wanted to go? So really getting into, I have a stupid little checklist of things that I have to accomplish every day to bring joy and happiness into my life. And those fit into my bigger goals. But there is a true measurement there of if your life is in balance, because you said you wanted to close a hundred transactions in a year and you're on target, but your family's falling apart and your emotions are a mess. Like, are you really on track or do we need to go back to it? So I think it's, you know, deeper than just numbers too. I think it's really asking yourself, am I really heading in the direction I want to go? Am I happy because I'm achieving my goals or am I leading myself into negativity and misery? Absolutely. I think there's a, a little plaque that we've all seen is that no success in the world compensates for failure in the home. That might uh, that might ring a little bit true for, for the Club Wealth audience. And I and that's part of what I what I heard in there, Missy. I don't know if that's where you're getting at or not, but that's it's one of the absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yes. 
Yes, I've, I've been in this business long enough to know that it can um, abuse you at high levels and it can definitely tear families apart. So, um, and you know, that gets into breaking it down into business versus family and setting your goals that way. But it's really important to measure your goals based on your, your happiness level. You know, if, if you're not happy with what you're doing, you might want to reset your sales and think about moving in a different direction. Absolutely. And, you know, you have to stay in integrity. And what I mean by that is you have you have work and you have personal and both of those are important and both of those require time and energy and effort. And you, you have to make sure that you stay in integrity, that something you're doing in work isn't isn't crushing something at home. Something you're doing at home isn't crushing it, you know, it, and it's a balance. Um, I don't like the term work-life balance, but in essence, that's what you're saying is making sure that that I'm taking care of those things and that the two things are not in conflict because yeah, all the money in the world. I, I tell, I say this all the time and I think you guys would agree with it. Money is simply dirty pieces of paper. Nobody wants dirty pieces of paper. What we want is what those dirty pieces of paper can represent and, and get for us in our life. And, you know, again, just having a pile of paper that doesn't get you where you want to go. It's just a pile of paper. And I guess there might be a moment of, yeah, look what I did. And then there's the rest of your life. Right. So how about you, Donnie? Any thoughts on measurable? Um, you know, measurable goals and the adjusting like Lizelle was talking about was definitely my biggest thing there. And there's more than one way to do it. She uses CT. CT gives me a headache. I'm a high D. <laughs> so I, I tried it. And I know a lot of great agents who use it. So it was definitely a great program. I like to keep it really simple, even if it's a, a measure of a spreadsheet to know where are we at for next month on the 10th of the month. If we're, if our goal for next month is to do 30 transactions and it's the 10th of the month and we've only got three contracts, well, we're measuring that ahead of time. It's a leading indicator. Let's start visiting that now and finding out why. I love that. Yeah, yeah. and then it serves as a checkpoint too, just to check to see, as Donnie says, where you are in your business. Um, for me, my, my date is the 15th. So I know I have a goal of a certain amount of listings I'm supposed to take every month. And if by the 15th, I haven't done that, I'm starting to go in a panic mode and I'm, I'm sorry, my operations team is going to be on there. I know I start ramping up and driving them crazy because I'm full on getting heavy into my business and starting to do what I'm supposed to do. So for me, that's really a good checkpoint for me um, by the 15th of the month, because if I'm not even halfway where I'm supposed to be, it's kind of a bring it in, Miss Taylor. We need to get back on the ball. Um, like what Donnie said, and, you know, working really hard to hit those goals. Perfect. And, and I, I use the 15th, we call it the 15th of the month protocol. We yeah. use the same thing. And, yeah. you know, here's the beauty of this. And, and, and if you're watching and you don't know what, what we're talking about, basically, Donnie does it on the 10th. I do it on the 15th. Misty, you? 15th. 15th. Um, so we're, we're looking at that. And for our team, we look at everybody who, you know, our expectation is that you do a minimum of two transactions every month. So we're going to look at every single person on the 15th who doesn't have a transaction. Then we're going to sit down with them. We're going to get them to recommit. We're going to find out what their problems are, what their challenges have been, how we can help them. And we literally sit down with them and go, hey, guys, so it's the 15th of the month. You don't have anything on the books. You know, tell us why. Go through that process. And sometimes there's a whining and complaining that comes with that. And as a team leader, you smile and understand through that. But once that's done, then it's like, hey, so what are you going to do to change it? And even if, you know, what you did last month worked great and it's not working this month, great, you know, adapt because, you know, 
it, it's the same concept. We're just breaking it down a little bit, a little bit further is we're not going to wait until the first of December to see how we did in 2020. We're also not going to wait till the first of February to see how we did in January. Mm-hmm. So it's this constant and, and you know, it, sometimes that's frustrating and that's frustrating as an individual agent, as a buyer's agent, all of us get that same frustration, the team leaders. And, you know, I love what Donnie said earlier is I can't control my goals based on what the goals of my people are. And this is so true. There's nothing wrong. If somebody wants to join my team and tells me that they want to close 24 transactions every year for the next 10 years, please sign up. And if they never close 25, but always close 24, I'll take a hundred of those people. Would I rather have 40? Of course I would, but my goals can't infringe on them. Or guess what? Those people will leave you. If for you, all the team leaders out there who are trying to push the people to 40 and 50 transactions, you don't want to be there. Stop it. Find more people who want that and help them help people where they're at, get to where they want to be instead of trying to only get to yourself. You know, the famous Zig Ziglar quote, the more people I help get what they want, the more likely I'm to get what I want. Cool. All right. So now we're, we're up to a, um, you know, um, in the, in the club wealth model, um, the a is attainable. So let's talk about that because we've kind of referenced it a couple of times, you know, what, what is attainable? What does that mean? Is, you know, if I did 10 deals this year, is it attainable to do 50 next year? We did 50. Is it attainable to do 200? What, what are we using to kind of to, to use that as a gauge? And the reason we don't want it to be just unattainable is because then, you know, after a month, we have to give up because we're so far behind. So somebody talk about attainable and, you know, what that means and how they determine that for themselves. You've got to look at what you've been able to do. You've got to look at the time frame of how long you've been doing it. And I think a lot of us have a tendency of just throwing out numbers that sound cool. Uh, oh, well, I did 50, so let me go for 100. Yeah, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. I did 200, let me go for 300 um, without looking at what is actually attainable. As you alluded to earlier, if you've got two agents today and you want to have 20 next year and you hire them all on December 30th, you, you've met your goal there, but are, is it really attainable to meet your sales goal if you do that? So, and, and I am definitely one of those people who, I've always met two different kinds of people. Some people want to set what I call, I guess, modest maybe is a good idea goal because they always want to meet that goal because I guess it gives them that sense of satisfaction. And they and, and I've heard them say, we well, should never made it, set a goal that you don't make. At the same time, and I kind of agree with that. I guess I'm middle of the road. At the same time, I tend to set really big goals. Our goal this year was 350. This will be the first year ever that I did not make my goal in real estate. But you know what? If I set a goal for 350 and I do 300, I'm still pretty doggone happy with that. So I think it goes both ways. Be attainable, but at the same time, push yourself. Don't be so attainable that you're going to do it in your sleep. Challenge yourself to have to reach that goal. Not me. I'm going back to your favorite. I use CTE to We all have tools. Yeah, so I definitely need to help with attaining our goal. I definitely dug into what we did last year and, of course, did math and equations and how my growth percentage looked. And I kind of used that to calculate what we can do this year. And I have to share that the attainable part of SMART goals is the part that makes me sick. Every year I get sick. I have high anxiety when the numbers look and it looks like something I can reasonably attain. I get sick. I get nervous. I'm in the bed sweating. I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) Uh, So for me, (laughs) this is part of the goals that gives me great anxiety. 
And I'm thankful for the team because uh, you, they tell me every year I act like this and we end up, you know, coming close or surpassing the goals. So the attainable is, you know, like what you're really, really going to do to um, keep track of how you're hitting those goals and, you know, just staying on track with CTE, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. For me, resources. This is the part where I really get to, because I've broke, I've done it the wrong way and I've set these ginormous goals and then found out, oh, to get there, I'm also going to have to hire another admin and then I'm going to have to, you know, bring in this system and a listing coordinator. So I've really learned on this side to really ask myself, what resources am I going to need to achieve this goal? So if I want to do, you know, 350 transactions next year, what do I have? What am I going to have to staff in-house to make sure that we can do that? And so failing to do this looks very, very painful. So this is where I get to really break down. And it makes me a little sick at my stomach too, because I like to just throw big things out there and chase them. And that's not very smart business. So go Misty. You really are all in on <laughs> that's the all or nothing thinking. I'm all in. I'm like, you know, full throttle, or else I'm like, oh no, what did I get myself into? So this is a really, really important one where we get to ask ourselves, what do we really need to, you know, what am I missing? What am I going to need to put in place? What am I going to need to invest? What am I going to need to go and get? Is it a financial goal? Do I need to open a new account? Like, what do I need? Do I need to have a, um, you know, a nest egg of money to get started? So resources. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to share my screen for just one second. We've, I've never done this before on this call, so this could be a disaster, but I'm going to share it because I think that the attainability part for me, we, we're pretty nerdy. And if, if you're a Club Wealth client, you can reach out to your coach and get this nerdy spreadsheet. Donnie, Donnie appreciates spreadsheets. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Lizelle may go, it's not CTE. I don't know. But I'm going to share my screen for a second and just kind of get an idea what um, what I'm talking about. So I guess my first question is, can you guys see my screen? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we created this relatively simple spreadsheet. And again, feel free to reach out to your coach. Um, they should have it. If not, they can reach out to their coach and get it eventually. You need to reach out to me, I've got it. But this here, here's how I figured out where I was wanting to go, because is it attainable? So for me, my goal is, if you can see, this is 500 transactions for next year. And to do that, what I know is based on my average production of my agents is slightly lower than Donnie's, not quite four, it's 1.8. And then I can take that and extrapolate the number of agents that I need to recruit every single month to get to my goal of 500. So you can see that I'm starting with 17 agents in January. Unfortunately, we've had some attrition lately, or maybe fortunately, let's be positive. And by December, I've got us up to 32. But one of the things I think is really important about looking at this is you notice it didn't, there's, there's a goal every single month on the number of people that are going to be on our team. It, and it, and if you're not if you're a team leader and you're not looking at that part of it, so this production per agent you can bring that up. You know, Donnie's got his guys sometimes doing four, and and I've got agents who do four. But what I know is that for every agent I hire over the long term on my team in our current state, based on 2019 numbers, we're going to close about 1.8 transactions per agent per month. So with that in mind, instead of assuming that I'm going to hire rock stars, I assume that I'm going to hire more people who are average. And again, I don't have a problem with average. Average is great. Um, so anyway, um, 
whatever your tool is to figure out what's attainable, make sure you have a tool because if you don't have a tool, then you're basically winging it. So for me, I'd like to have the opportunity to, to not have to wing it all the time is the, is the short version of that. So, all right, I'm going to stop my share now. So, all right, attainable. Um, anybody have any other thoughts on that or should we move to the R? Go to R. R it is. Okay, so this is an interesting one. Michael and I actually had a conversation about this this morning. The R in Club Well stands for relevant. And, you know, it's pretty easy to, to see how you can get excited about something, especially in coaching. Like, you know, in coaching, your coach is going to say, hey, you should go for this. You should go for that, trying to push you. That's part of our job as coaches. But you may find out that's not relevant to you. And if you're setting a goal that's not relevant to you, that you don't own it, then there's all kinds of problems with that. Uh, anyone have any experience with maybe setting a goal that wasn't relevant to them and maybe somebody else's goal and anything along those lines? Have you guys got any experience with that? Just me. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just trying to pick which one. So Okay, perfect. I mean, yeah, I can't really. I mean, honestly, I could go on and on for this. So I'd like to hear from somebody else. But no, Brian, you're not the only one. I can promise you that. Well, you just got to look at what is relevant to your team and your goals, meaning um, if you don't want to grow a team, then obviously you don't want to be setting numbers for certain team members. Um, or possibly maybe a better example is I want to hire 20 people, but I end up netting two. Well, that's not very relevant to your growth as well. You know, so, so I think you've got to be a it's relevant that if I were to do 500 transactions, I need to net this many agents and I need each one of them or some version of average of them to be able to do this much. So you've got to make, you've got to make your goals relevant to each other maybe is a good way of putting it that you can't just have all separate goals and not look at the big picture. Absolutely. I'll piggyback on what you said there, Donnie. Like sometimes here's the thing. Um, I personally believe that the, the way to success is to either run a team or be on a team, but that's just my personal belief. That doesn't make it right or wrong. There's plenty of agents out there and it also depends on what you define as a team. So if you're a single agent and you've got a showing assistant and got a, and, and having an admin, that's a team. It may not be the team that looks anything like my team or Donnie's or, but nonetheless, it's still technically a team. So, you know, the first thing you have to ask yourself, is this what I want? Is it relevant? Is it getting me where I want to go? And am, you know, another great question to ask yourself is I have this number out here. How do I get to it? So I found out that I want to do this many transactions or this much volume or this much income. How do, how do I get there? You know, and are the things that I'm doing relevant to, to that or am I just going through the motions? And, you know, there's so many people I've seen day in and day out, and I've done it, you know, we've all had that thing where you're just going through the motions. So, you know, make sure that your goals have meaning to you. They're relevant to you. They're pushing where you want to go. You know, it, it's a great litmus test to understand stand where things are. So any other thoughts on relevant? Yeah, I would just make sure, you know, my, my test on this is, is it really reachable? Is it something that I can really do realistically with the resources that I have. So if I set out to be LeBron James by the end of 2020, it's probably not going to happen. And so I always run that through the litmus test of is this really, is it relevant? Is it realistic? And is it reachable? Can I really do this? And to piggyback off of that, am I willing to commit to this? Am I really, really willing to commit? Because things sound good as we're running through this sounds really good to want to go 
go out and you know do all these transactions, but am I really willing to commit and do the steps that I need to do to get there and invest in the resources or hire the agents or go through the motions or whatever? Right. You know, and, and I love that you said that, Misty, because, you know, people can look at me. We're going to do about 350 sides this year. We did 280 last year. It's not a it's not a, an increase that I'm bragging about. But what it was for me is that other things were more important in 2019 to me than going out and, you know, doing 500 transactions, which happens to be our goal for next year. But, you know, I moved. Um, my kid graduated from high school. And I knew that my focus, I didn't have enough focus, enough energy, 47 years old, you know, the 25 year old version of me can work hundred hours a week, the 47 year old version, not so much. So, you know, I have to understand what's the most relevant thing to me in my life right now would have been great to do an extra 150 transactions. Yeah. My bank account would like that, but that wasn't the most important thing to me in 2019. Now, when I look into 2020, um, that becomes more important for other reasons, and I don't need to go into that, but it becomes more important to have that significant increase in uh, in transactions and the willingness to do it. Because I'll be honest, I wasn't willing to do what it took in 2019 to get to 500 transactions. And I knew that January 1st or December of 2018, I knew it. And, and that's okay. And I want everybody to hear that. You don't have to want to do 500 transactions. It's Okay. And maybe someday you will, but you don't have to set this goal that's out there just because, you know, Misty said that she's going to do 500 transactions. Misty's awesome. And that's great for her. That brings us back to the, you know, as you're setting these goals, really being in the right mindset and reminding yourself that the only person that you're competing against is yourself. Are you better last year? They, are you better this year than you were last year? And just trying to move that needle in the right direction because we often, I mean, this is a competitive business. We buy into the, I got to do what Brian does. He said 500 and I'm going to run like a mad woman and get there. Tried that. <laughs> yeah, tried that. Didn't work. And it did what it was on my happy place. It goes back to the, does this bring me joy? No, it didn't bring me joy. It brought me a lot of pain and a lot of struggle. So this year I'm being much smarter with my goals and I'm asking myself, okay, Misty, based on your experience, based on the knowledge that you have of what you have accomplished in the past, what's going to be something that you're proud of? So competing against yourself, don't buy into the competition with others. It is a painful path to not a happy place. There you go. Lizelle, you look like you have a thought. No, I was just saying the one thing I noticed with the why with um, being relevant is that this is a point in time where people tend to readjust their goals because as you and um, Donnie said earlier, that when they find out the why and what it takes to hit that goal they initially set, then they really have that eye opener like, whoa, this is what it takes. Uh, no, let's let's adjust it and you know move forward with something else. So, um, I mean, it all comes back down to that why. Like, is your why that strong to move you forward and propelling you? Um, like Misty said, to be LeBron James. For me, I know no way I'm trying to be LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Or like Brian, trying to do 500 transactions. Absolutely not. I'm going to stay in my lane and, you know, just focus on what I think and I believe our team can do this year realistically. And I think that brings up another important point, which is, you know, if we don't believe that we can achieve it, we're not even going to take the steps to do it. So really running it through that test, like Brian mentioned, are we willing to commit? Because if we're not, 
if somebody dared me to be LeBron James, I already know I can't do it. It's not going to happen. So therefore, I'm not even going to take the actions. And if I'm competing with others, I might be in a bold world saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. But the reality is, is I'm not even in the right space to take the first step because I've already failed. So really making sure that, you know, you're setting smart goals that set you up. Are you willing to take that first step? And are do you have measurable steps and milestones along the way so that you can take those steps and start moving in the right direction? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll finish up with T and then I've got some other thoughts and I'm sure you guys do too. But uh, I'll go to you, Donnie, because you kind of already brought up T. T is time frame. You know, it has to have a constraint. So uh, tell me about that and tell me, you know, why, because you brought that up at the very beginning. So it's very clearly important to you. So, you know, kind of piggyback on that. And and it's, it's important. I mean, every one of these steps is important. And, um, you know, so anyway, I'm going to throw it over to you, Donnie. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's that high D in me. I jump ahead to the last letter, right? Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do everything on time. Um, just because it's so important to you to measure those goals, whether it's the 10th of the month, the 15th of the month, or the 20th of the month, knowing where you are. I'm a person who likes to front load, if at all possible. Um, I love those years to where, hey, our goal is 300 and we've got 160 for the first six months because we front loaded. That's one reason why I measure not just on the 15th, but even before then, because I want to be front loaded. So again, if I want to do... 30 a month, I'm not measuring on the 15th, I'm measuring on the 10th. That's just the way I'm wired of front loading. So, I like it. Um, so, so time meeting your monthly goals is important, but then also your long-term goals, your time is so important. You know, what is your goal for not just this year? It seems like we focused a lot on this year, but then you got to start to extrapolate those goals of, hey, where do I want to be in three years? Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? You know, I'm getting to that age where maybe someday I'll want to retire, right? Me so, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So for me, that's why I have so many different time slots that I'm looking at as to where I want to be. My youngest son is graduating high school this year. So obviously that you're like, oh, all of a sudden I'm an empty nester and I'm closer to 45 than I am to 40. What's going on here? <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> so time becomes really important to you because, uh, you know, most of us want to do well in life and you start looking back and going, hey, what are the times I wasted? What are the times where I made mistakes and didn't have those goals? What are those goals that I had and I had a limited amount of time to do it and then I never met it because I didn't put it into that perspective? So for me, it's just been a learning life lesson all the way through life that, hey, I've got to put time on this stuff. I have found that in life, I regretted the things that I didn't do much more than the things I did do. I mean, I am guess there's probably some people that, do stupid things that regret what they do do. But if for most of us that want to do well in life, I think we're going to regret the things that we didn't get done on time. So that's just a huge thing to me that I'm always looking not only short term, but long term as well. Awesome. awesome. And then time, and then what I've noticed with me is that time is also the biggest motivator in your business or in life in general. It's, oh, it's a big motivator. Because if you don't set a deadline or a timestamp for when you want something done, you're just going to be kind of like blowing in the wind. So, you know, like, for example, I know I want to do X amount of transactions by this date. And that's my motivation. I have to get it done by this date. Because if not, I'll just be willy nilly. Oh, I'll take a nap today. Or maybe I'll sell real estate. Oh, I got to catch up on all my shows. You know, so 
for me, time is also a great motivation um, to make sure you accomplish those goals because without a time or a deadline, you're just going to be blowing in the wind. No, no, no type of tracking, no type of willpower to move forward, no nothing. So I think time is also the biggest motivator out of um, these SMART goals that we have to set for ourselves. Perfect. I think it's great. And and that those constraints. So I don't know about you guys, but I work a deadline significantly better than I work any than I do. So, you know, if I don't and here's the thing, it, we're independent contractors, right? Every single one of us, whether you're a team leader, whether you're on a team, we're independent contractors. So we we have X number of hours in the day. And if we don't create artificial because they are artificial if we don't create artificial timelines for ourselves or at least me if i don't create an artificial tension that's that's the term i like to use i'm creating tension around it so when i was in college um the kind of the big joke was i'm we were so good at working deadlines that if you wait to the last minute that's awesome because it only takes one minute to do not actually suggesting anybody does that but the concept is it's amazing how much when you get uber focused that you can accomplish in a period of time that you thought might take three, four times longer. But if you don't create that tension, if you don't create that artificial deadline with yourself, it's not going to work. And so, you know, think about other industries that, you know, where people actually have jobs, you know, where you're, you're, you're showing up every day, your boss is in there creating those artificial deadlines for you. They're his or hers. But nonetheless, you walk in and the boss says, you need to accomplish this today. You need to accomplish this this week. The only person doing that to us is us. And by the way, that's the challenge of being an independent contractor. That's the challenge of, you know what? It's three o'clock and I should probably be doing this, but I'm going Christmas shopping. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that you need to work 24 hours a day. But what I am saying is if you go Christmas shopping too many times, you're not going to be able to go to, afford to go Christmas shopping next year. So, you know, understand that time is ours and, and, you know, we have the ability to constrain yourself. The more you constrain, the more specific, the more, the more deadlines that you have throughout your, your thing, the more likely you are to get success. Because again, if you wait to measure again until the December 1st and your goal was 200 and you're at 50, you don't have a lot of time to adjust. You don't have a lot of time to do that. Now, if your goal is 30 transactions in January and you do 22, you have time to adjust. You got 11 more months to figure out, A, was it the right goal? And B, what do I need to do to get there? So those time constraints, it's not just, I want to do it in this period of time. It's setting up those artificial deadlines throughout the year and, you know, like Donnie's, his is the 10th of the month. LaSalle and mine is, is the 15th of the month. And, and then the end of the month, we have these artificial deadlines because here's, here's the thing. What's different on January 28th and January 31st? Nothing. We just created it. And that's the beauty of it. We're independent contractors. We create our own stuff. Make sure that you're creating stuff that gets you where you want to go. You guys hit on it big time. I did, um, when we did our vision and our goal planning with our agents, this last week, we did what Donnie said, was, which was our second half of it, was forward vision thinking of where I want to be in two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, and 20 years. And I will tell you, that is powerful. I quickly realized as I was going through it with my team that I've gotten off track. I am not headed in the right direction in some areas of my goal setting. So 
definitely do what Donnie said and really forecast forward and thinking dream, give yourself some freedom to dream. It's powerful. Awesome. All right. I want to do a quick synopsis of what smart is that way. You know, if, if you didn't catch all these that, so basically S stands for specific, you know, again, don't ask for more, more, more is not a successful thing. M is measurable. Make sure that you have something that you can measure to figure out where you're at all along the way. A is attainable. Again, please don't set a goal for 500 transactions if you did two this year. Um, you know, understand that you're going to have to have systems and models and stuff in place to get there. And then ours relevant. And, you know, it, it's funny. I, I've said this multiple times in my life. I climbed to the top of the mountain and looked over to the left and realized I was on the wrong peak. So make sure that you don't climb the wrong mountain. And it, it's it. You know, it's cool. And then you realize, oh, crud, I got to start all over. And that's okay. There's lessons to be learned there. We fail forward, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, climb right mountain, it's, uh, it, it's much better. And then, you know, that time constraint. And please remember that you have to create that. And the beauty of it is you can. You have the ability to create whatever time constraints you want. And if you're like me and the majority of the high D people in the world, we've worked the heck out of a deadline. So create more deadlines for yourself. I promise if you do that, you'll, you'll hit them because I don't know about you, but I don't like to stand in front of a group of people and say, well, I didn't hit it. I didn't hit it. I didn't hit it. I'm going to hit it just if no other reason I don't want to be embarrassed. So um, do that. Well, we've got about 10 minutes left and I would love to just kind of, you know, just have some general conversation about things. Um, I've got lots of ideas. I could talk for the next 11 minutes straight, but I don't want to do that. So, um, you know, who has other thoughts on, on goal setting? Um, I'd like, I've, I've got some ideas that I'd like to talk about, but I, I don't want to monopolize. I've got a couple of things that I want to throw out, and I think I hit on them earlier, but I think it is really important to understand that if you don't set a plan in place, you're definitely planning to fail. So don't overthink if you're, if you haven't done it yet, now is a better day than never doing it because you know if you don't have that plan in place you'll definitely just set yourself up for failure but the other part of it is we talked to our team about this yesterday purposeful positivity around this because i know personally in my past when i was setting goals i would sit down and i would start throwing some stuff out there and my mind was going oh yeah right misty sure you're really going to hit that because you tried that last year and it didn't work that's okay. But getting yourself in the right mindset and purposely being positive, like, you know, we, we learned our lessons. We are where we are, but really thinking about innately as humans, we are built to be negative. We are just created from our ancestors that way. Negativity grows if we don't turn it in to positivity. So as you're setting your goals, just accept the fact that, so what if I didn't hit my goals last year, or I didn't even set goals last year. But getting yourself in a right mindset to be able to do it from a positivity place of this is a new year, it's a new space, I, you know, the world is my playground, whatever it is that I want to accomplish, I can accomplish with this plan. And so goes back to that mindset piece. But I think it's really, really important. Otherwise, we set ourselves up for failure by setting goals on that mindset of, Oh yeah, right. I'm really going to do 350 transactions. I said that last year. No, that's not a good way to start. Awesome. Thanks, Misty. Donnie Lazelle. I think we talked a lot about yearly goals and we talked, we, we kind of threw out some big numbers, 300 transactions, 500 transactions. We, 
might should bring that down a little bit, Austin, or maybe people on the call who aren't running a team and just realize that if you are an individual agent or if you're just getting started, your goals can be a daily goal. Obviously, set yearly goals, but maybe you need a daily goal to make 20 contacts today. Maybe you need a weekly goal to talk to 100 people. Maybe you need a weekly goal. I'm going to set five listing appointments 50 weeks out of the year next year. So, you know, and that's you've got to do those daily activities. So I feel like I don't want to glance over that. I feel like we kind of did a little bit and, and I think we need to bring, I wanted to bring that back and just point out, don't feel left out if you're not the person with 20 person on your people on your team and you're not the person setting this goal to do a hundred transactions, your goals obviously set those goals, but your goals can also be daily and weekly. And then they have a time limit as we discussed of, Hey, 20 contacts today before I get off the phone. And that's very powerful as well. Cool. And so I want to piggyback that with, with two things. First of all, <clears throat> there's habits. So one of the things that you, if, you're, if you're hitting your goals or not hitting your goals, one of the things that's a great thing to look at on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, what are my habits? Because here's the beauty of, ha here's the problem with habits and the beauty of habits. The problem is some, they're really hard to establish. If you read the one thing, for example, it says that they take 66 days to create a habit. We've, I would always heard prior to that it's 21 days. I've switched to 66 because, well, if I can do it for 66, I covered 21. So that, that works out. But, you know, what is the thing that you're doing every single day when you wake up out of bed? You know, what's the first thing that you look at? Is it, is it Facebook? Is it your email? Is it, are you getting up and starting with some sort of, you know, meditation or prayer or reading, you know, there's the miracle mornings, an example of that. What is my habit? What is the thing that I start my day with? And, you know, one of my favorite authors, a guy named Jim Quick says, you can control two hours of the day, the first one and the last one. And I love that concept. And I would challenge everybody to look at what's my habit, the first hour of my day. And the other thing that I think is super, super important, and, and Donnie said this, I'm just going to say the same thing in a little bit different way, is what are my daily commitments? Mm -hmm. And we do this on our team. We have commitments. As a matter of fact, when we did our goal setting, we did three things. We did what is your the number of transactions that you want to do? That was the first thing. And by the way, we did this as a group. There was uh, 18 of us in the room, I think. So we did this as a group. Each person wrote down the number of transactions that they wanted to do. They followed that up with the one commitment that if they did, no matter what, every single day that they felt they would get their success. So, you know, to Donnie's point, it might be, I'm going to make 20 contacts a day. Some, you know, people, one guy said, I'm going to send out a hundred video texts every day. There's lots of different things that you can look at, but we did that. And here's another thing that was arguably the most powerful of those three steps. And the third step was, what's the obstacle that you're going to have that's going to keep the thing that's going to be the biggest obstacle to keep you from getting where you want to go? And if you can come up with that and understand that, it's great. And then I'm going to add this one last thing. So, you know, to, to Donnie's point, we have a tendency to talk about teams because we, the four of us are all running a team. But as an individual, I, what I want to say to you is find your tribe. And what I mean by that, that doesn't mean that you actually have to be on a team. But, you know, if you're in coaching, your coach can be part of your tribe. Your family can be part of your tribe. You can go out and find other agents in the market. You know, and if you don't feel comfortable in your own market, um, there's a couple of us who are in Club Wealth. I think there's 30,000 plus people in the Club Wealth Mastermind Group. Find your tribe. Find someone who's going to help hold you accountable. Find someone who wants to push you. 
and, and do the same for them. And the more you give back in that situation, this is a great, great thing I heard somebody say the other day. If you're having a bad time in real estate, go find somebody else to help. Most people think the opposite. Someone needs to help me. Someone needs to help me. Someone needs to help me because I'm failing. You know what? If you're failing, go find somebody to help. And I promise you that I'll come back to you tenfold. So again, for, for us, what is your daily micro commitments and your daily habits? Because that defines on who you are. You know, um, Atomic Habits is a book that I'm reading right now. And the guy talks about the 1% rule. Imagine if you could look at 15 parts of your business and increase each one of them 1%. Mm -hmm. That's not a 1% increase. It's actually not even a 15% increase. It's arguably a 30 to 40% increase. Little tiny commitments, little tiny habits. Those are the things that really help us excel and move forward. So. I spent a lot of time there, so I'm going to pass it to whoever else has thoughts because we've got about three minutes left and then we'll finish up with final thoughts. I mean, just chunk it down like what both you and Donnie said. It's just chunking it down because we are throwing out big numbers, 300 transactions, 400 transactions. But to accomplish those transactions, we definitely have to chunk it down to those habits and those things that we're going to do consistently. That's another one we forgot <laughs> consistently on a daily basis to you know achieve those goals. Um, little things add up. And I think some people do fail to realize that these little activities or habits that they create to accomplish those goals, it adds up to something big. You know, one plus one is two, two plus two is four. It adds up. <laughs> you know, so my biggest thing is just chunking it down because sometimes I do get overwhelmed by the big numbers. And then I myself have to take a step back and realize I just have to chunk it down and focus on those little activities that will help us to accomplish those big goals. So that has been my biggest aha and takeaway throughout this whole goal setting process. And awesome. I don't, yeah, just chunk it down. Make chunk it, it down. <laughs> Make it tiny. Yeah. Please tell, that's awesome. <laughs> Make it tiny. <laughs> But let me let me add one last thing before I I said I was going to shut up, but I'm apparently incapable. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I want to talk about a con a quick contrast. We've been talking about goal setting, goal setting, goal setting, which is what this is about, and it's great. But let me just do a quick comparison between two things: goals and commitments. Co goals are things that I'm striving towards. I'm going. I'm doing the activities to accomplish it, and I want people to understand that we still need to do commitments because. A commitment is something that you do no matter what. So, you know, if your goal is to call 50 people today and you miss it, what do you say? Well, I missed my goal. I didn't hit it. But if you commit to make 50 phone calls today and then you didn't do it, you're falling out of integrity. And again, I'm not trying to make people feel bad about themselves. But if I commit to something, if I tell Misty, Misty, I'm going to call 150 people today or I'm going to call until I set two appointments no matter what. And then Misty says to me, all right, Brian, did you do it? I'm there. It's a commitment. I don't want to lie to Misty. And really, I don't want to, I don't want to fail lie to myself. Mm -hmm. So if you can find the things that you can commit to on a daily basis, come hell or high water, that is the stuff that's going to take you to the next level for me. So one minute left. Final thoughts. Um, I'll start with Misty. Um, just get busy with planning if you haven't already done it. So it's um, do it with positivity and set smart, use what we went over today and make sure that your goals have the who, what, where, when, and why behind them and really spend some deep time asking yourself those questions as you're walking through them. Awesome. What's that? 
Um, for me, with setting goals, it's also focusing on your why, which is the R, like what is that that's going to motivate you to accomplish those goals? Because those days when you feel beat up in real estate, um, that's what you're going to go back to to get you motivated to hit those goals. So um, just really focusing on your why will really help push you through those hard times. Awesome. Donnie. Uh, if you're a team leader, Brian kind of hit on this a minute ago, accountability. I think, you know, our, we look at it, most of us that our agents on our team are our clients. Um, if you don't set these goals, you don't involve your team in setting these goals and you don't communicate these goals to them. I feel like you're failing your clients, you're failing your team. So take action, set a deadline for when you're going to have this done and communicate it with your team so that everybody's on the same page. And that's going to set you up for a much better 2020. Awesome. My final thought is thanks everybody for being on today. Great uh, information from everybody. And I really appreciate everybody. And 2020, let's go out there, set some amazing goals, make some commitments, work on your habits. And I can't wait to do this, this Club Well TV a year from now. And, you know, here's some of the successes and all the stuff that's out there. So it's so great to be involved with this amazing community. And uh, not out to Michael. There's a gigantic beast inside just waiting to get out. You have to release it. Go forth and be awesome today. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.